welcome to the Dueling Coaches Show. We are back on the airwaves. You can download us as a podcast or you can listen live 88.7 The Pulse in the Phoenix area on Saturday mornings at 8 a.m. You've heard that song before. You know we're back live. We got a new format that we're trying out and we are super excited to bring in Tristan Bryant, our host for the show. Um, Tristan, how are you doing today? I'm super stoked. I'm ecstatic to be here, and I just I, I want to get into these topics. I think this should be a blast. We're going to talk a little bit about ourselves before we get into a couple of topics. So starting off, uh, for your listeners, you know, I want everyone to know what you do. You were a coach, right? Yeah. That I've known. Yeah. You know. So, um, you know, for, for both of our listeners... Uh, we're really excited to come back on the <laughs> Hi, air. Mom. <laughs> Hi, Mom. Hi, Mom. Uh, and so, no, but but yeah, my job here is at EVIT, the Harvard of Mesa downtown career and technical schools. And we're, we're thrilled about, um, you know, getting back on the air. This is a student-run radio station, so it was an opportunity that we... We hopped on to, um, you know, bring in, bring in some students and get some help to, to reboot our show and actually get it back on the radio, which we're thrilled about being on 88.7 down here. My history and my past, right now I'm a recruiter here, so I go around to high schools and kind of give the pep talk of um, here's what EVE it is, help them understand the opportunity, kind of the sales pitch a little bit and help them see how we can help them if they're, if they're interested in getting started with their career, if they know what they want to do or if they want to learn a trade or a skill. Um, we can really help them with that. So that's my job is kind of spreading the good word around. And I've been a basketball coach for, gosh, probably close to 20 years now, all over from um, some small college ball up at a, a small Christian school up in Oregon to, um, you know, overseas in China with little kids camps to, you know, working with professional players hereby in high school, um, assistant coach, lots of that. Um, actually, I was Ray's assistant coach uh, in a small town called Lowell up in Oregon. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't heard of Lowell, uh, you're not alone. So, <laughs> so take solace in that. So maybe Ray could, uh, could talk a little bit about how this whole podcast started and uh, talk a little yeah. about yourself. But. Yeah, of course. Okay, yeah, I will jump right in here. So, I, I, man, it was so far back now. I'm not even sure I remember how it started other than we started podcasting when it was like Mark Marin and Joe Rogan, and then, then we were like, we could do that. Um, this is going to be a theme that you hear from us, uh, this irrational confidence in our ability to do things. So <laughs> we just started like, we just got a phone and started recording stuff. We came up with, I want to say it was 30 to 40 episodes on iTunes. We paid like $8 a month to host it on Podbean and we built up a pretty good following of eight to nine people, Solid. um, that were, <laughs> that were listening regularly. Eventually, uh, I decided to go back to school and decided to actually become one of the people that had a degree in their life. We ended up basically hooking up with another student radio station, UMSL. Speaking of Harvard of the Midwest, really, really, really nice uh, radio setup. Really, really, really mediocre school. Just kidding. I graduated from there. I have my degree. <laughs> uh, and so we actually got on the radio and, and podcasted. We ended up going, I don't know, Mark, over 100 episodes in this little in this little radio show so since then i mean that was five six seven whatever years ago i'm i, I turned 40 so i'm a little older a little wiser i have another kid so i'm reproducing uh, <laughs> at, at and, uh and uh here we are today so uh my a little bit about my background i was a high school basketball coach at 18 years old you know they say if you can't do coach 
And so I, I, I had a realization um, coming out of high school that I would have been a really, really good backup point guard at a really, really small college. And so instead I went the coaching route, coached three or four years as a JV coach, varsity assistant, eventually took over at Lowell High School, the aforementioned Lowell Academy of Higher Learning, a.k.a. Lowell Public School. Um, very small school. I was 21 years old. I coached there for four years. As you heard, Mark was one of my assistants during my time there. And since then, I actually pivoted into the business world. And now I am a HR HR leader, I guess you would say, at, uh, I don't know if I can say their name, Mark. Uh, Hard to pronounce. Or the, the largest uh, online retailer in the world. So, uh <laughs> Yeah, now I coach I coach uh, leaders and I coach businesses and I coach people about their career. So uh, we uh, we both come by our coaching honestly. Fantastic people, fantastic. A little bit about me is I currently go to Marcos Denise's High School. I am a student in the radio and audio production program here at Evit, and I play a little bit of soccer and I'm going to pursue that in college as well. And uh, that's mainly about me. Yeah, Tristan did uh, something that we neither of us were able to do, Ray, which was uh, secure uh, recruiting and actually get <laughs> signed to play at a college somewhere. Um, so uh, we can yeah. kind of see what that what that's like. I've never Chandler Gilbert. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. We go watch him play some soccer next year. Okay, I'd, I'd love that. Yeah, I just I kept waiting for that phone call from Mike Shashevsky to come to come play point guard at Duke, and it just kind of never happened. Mark. Still waiting, still waiting. We're we're holding out hope. One of these days that uh, well, he retired now, so that would be kind of rough. But maybe he'll still give you a call. You got any eligibility left? <laughs> I'm sure I have plenty of eligibility left. It's just you know capacity versus desire. You know, you get it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So we'll get into our topics here. I'll be first up with a couple of memes, uh, just scrolling through the internet, and I saw a couple of good ones. I know both of you guys are fathers, right? So this one was dedicated to both of you. Okay. Um, so it's a little girl holding a screwdriver in her hand, and it says, I love you, Dad, on on your car. Oh, right. Geez. But it's Father's Day. It's Father's Day. Let's, let's, let's be nice about it. And it says, you wake up on Father's Day morning and find this, what would you do? Oh, so if my so first of all, I don't have kids yet. I'm hopefully okay, sometime okay, soon. Okay. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> da, 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 da. Uh, no. So, uh, but I, you know, I, I act as a father to a lot of the mm -hmm. the kids around here that um, you know that I've coached in the past. Uh, but what would I, Ray? What would you do if you woke up and uh, little Beckham had written all over the side of your what is it a Mercury Sable? <laughs> First off, it's a Mercury Mountaineer 2006. Excuse me. Pardon yeah, me. Mountaineer. Right, right. How dare I? The Mountaineer. If somebody, if their kid had written, I love you, Dad, all over the side of the Mountaineer. You, you, are you yeah. taking that into to the paint shop, or are you just riding around in the town with that with pride? Remind, it's okay. it's Father's Day, right? Yeah. 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 Well, first of all, it's fully loaded. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the best part about this, and I just I have to I have to say this, and, I, and I'm sure our listeners will learn this over you know uh, the time of the show here. I have two children, 
And Mark immediately, Coach Mark immediately pointed out that this would 100% be Beckham. That is my five-year-old. He is a terrorist. Uh, he <laughs> lives every single day to drive me crazy. Uh, Brooks, the older one, would never do this. He would do, be too busy reading or writing some sort of essay or playing the piano. I don't even know whose child it is. We're still waiting to find out. But five-year-old Beckham absolutely would do this. Um, I think this would just be added to the list of like stuff that he broke over the years. I mean, <laughs> a myriad of things. Um, it's a 2006 Mountaineer. Like I'm not fixing it. No. I, I would probably go look at it. If my threshold, if they told me they could fix it for like $200, I would get it fixed. Oh Other wow, that, man! I'm 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 absolutely rolling with it. I'm leaving the I love my dad crates <laughs> across the mountain. Matter of fact, I'm not even certain this isn't a picture of my car right now. Well, I mean, it's you know that that just kind of improves the antique status of the 2006 Mountaineer. I mean, every time you drive down the street, it's like a parade now, and and you get your sons riding on there. I was gonna say if if Brooks did it, it would be some kind of like masterpiece of art. You know, you'd have like Da Vinci and Van Gogh <laughs> and and Brooks Moffat. It would have some amazing scene of God, I don't even know, like a flowery field with. Um, you know, a beautiful house in the background and the sunset and the the the, the clouds and he's a, a very yeah. talented young man. Yeah, no, I I agree. Now this is you know part of the the nice thing about this radio show is all the stuff that Tristan's going to learn about life, uh, you know, and, and yeah. parenting and everything else. Right? Yeah, right. So here's the yeah. here's your first lesson. There was a time. 15 years ago, uh, when I drove a 2001 Highlander that uh, my wife got rear-ended in said Highlander and it put a hole in the bumper. Um, I I had insurance. Good job, me. I can't say I had that my entire life. I had insurance. And so in the mail came a $700 check to get the hole fixed. And so what did I do? Of course, I just grabbed some black Gorilla tape taped over the hole and i was convinced that now i was rich because i had seven hundred dollars and gambled um tristan and all you young <laughs> people, that's not real money yeah um you're gonna pay that back on premiums for the rest of your life so please don't think that that is a that is a, a way to make money see that's 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 that. great to know because i'd be like pocket money are yeah. you serious right yeah now? Like, daddy's going to the sports book <laughs> right yeah i got a hunch about the Bengals. man i just wanted to go to that uh cardinals game the other yeah, day now hey, I we got can, box right? seats now right? <laughs> i'm sitting front row so I got another meme here. So just setting up for the podcast and everything. It's yeah. just, it's it's been so fun, but also a doozy. Um, yeah. And, and by the way, if you don't mind, yeah. these memes are going to be available on our social media. So of course. please head over there and check out. You can see the one um, with the, the screwdriver and the writing on the side of the car. You'll also be able to see this next one. We'll post those so that when you hear this on the radio, Saturday on 8 a.m., on 88.7 The Pulse, or if you're downloading this, listen to the podcast form, uh, head on over to our social media. It will already be there, and you can check it out. Of course, of course. Yeah, so there's two uh, grown elderly people. <laughs> I'm not going to be... <laughs> what are they, like 26? He's like, they're old. <laughs> elderly people, and it says, did you make sure to take two pictures so you can give one to me? So they're both looking at a phone, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because back in the day, you'd have to either take two pictures or you get the pictures printed in duplicate. Uh, Ray, tell me the last time you went to like a photo store, a photo mat. Remember they used to have those? Uh, there, okay, yeah, there was. Um, 
<laughs> Back in the day, we had these things called cameras, and they had a thing in them called film. See, and this this is the funny part because Ray, you said that we're going to be teaching Tristan stuff. There's so we many are. things that he's going to call us out on, and as we go forward with all of our 1990s movie references and. Um, lame WWF jokes from back in the day, uh, or you know, NBA players in obscurity from the '60s. It, it's this is going to be a fun, fun uh, show going forward with that. So, so Ray, what uh, do you remember the photo mat back in the day? Yeah. So the funny thing about that, like there were there were specific like one hour photo places uh, that you could go in and like drop your film off or drop off one of those little like disposable Kodak cameras. And those disposable cameras were like all the rage, right? Oh, gosh. Like, cell phone pictures. So if you were walking down the street and ran into, I don't know, Mark Eaton, there's a Utah reference for you. <laughs> uh, if you wanted to get a all seven three of Mark Eaton. <laughs> you, had to, you had to turn the camera actually vertically because he's so tall. Um, <laughs> See, I just press buttons. That's it. And then it's there for me, See, right? We, we're going to have to put a picture of Mark Eaton up as well so Tristan and these young kids can understand. He was a, he was a center for the Utah Jazz back in the okay. 90s and 80s. Big red hair, white guy. Just just a mo- mountain of a man. So great reference there, Ray. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Shout out, shout out Utah legend. And so <laughs> then you would have to take this into like a place, right? And those things first got, got thrown out the window when like wow, Walmart or Fred Meyer started having like you could just drop it off there. And then obviously digital cameras and whatnot. But uh, fun fact, uh, Coach Ray was at one point a very – very enthusiastic wedding DJ in the St. Louis market. Um, <laughs> oh, sorry man. to all those couples that unfortunately had me as their wedding <laughs> DJ. But in like 2017, 2018, we're talking like five, ten years past this, I actually DJed at a wedding and they did that thing where they put those cameras like at the table. And it was like, uh, what are you going to do with these? And they're like, oh, it's just people can take free pictures and whatnot. And I can remember they had something like 30 cameras and at the end of the day, they had like three total pictures so yep. there you go um yep. don't try to use those cardboard cameras anymore they're out yeah and <laughs> and you will get some crazy people like my friends who will take that and take a picture of something you don't want a picture of um and we might end up editing that out um <laughs> but but there's uh there's definitely a change now and you get the now for weddings it's like we have a hashtag and just tag us right or yep. um add it to the google library Back in the day, man, when when those disposable cameras came out, there was nothing cooler than to be able to just take your own camera anywhere and then you just drop it off. Um, I will promise you that if you are over the age of, shoot, I don't know, 35, at some point in the last five to 10 years, you have thrown a a can of film away that you always told yourself you're going to go get developed. Oh, completely. And especially if in that amount of time that you have like a new spouse yep. or a new Definitely throw it away. Throw <laughs> it away. Throw yeah. it away. <laughs> you see what's on there. Like, yeah, we're, we're throwing this out. Yeah. Absolutely. We, um, and it's funny, like, God, you used to have those film canisters, those little black plastic with the gray top film canisters. Yep. This this is just going to be us talking about back in the yeah, day. I was about to say, and me the, shaking my head like, yeah, I know what you're talking about. The back in the about. day podcast <laughs> with, with Roy, or Ray and Mark. And those canisters were everywhere, and you would use them in your garage to hold, like, you know, little bolts or little screws or whatever. You could, like, everybody had those, and for some reason, back in the day, you wouldn't throw those away. You'd hang on to them because, oh, well, you can keep stuff in there. 
It really just a, a you know a little throwback there sign of the times so yeah. let's let's start with the first topic for the dueling coaches uh, mark what was your first topic yeah so um, we do have this format that we've had for um, I've actually looked back on the Facebook page by the way I didn't mention before but all of our social media will be at dueling coaches so go on Instagram it's at dueling coaches dueling with an e um, go on Facebook it's facebook.com slash dueling coaches little plug there so um yeah. Hey, real quick, Mark. Speaking of which, did you check the MySpace page as well? I just want to make sure. The MySpace page got taken down. Yeah, Tom defriended us, um, and yeah, after that, we just couldn't couldn't stay alive anymore. No, um, it's actually really exciting. We've had some buzz going um, from some of our former fans, and we'll keep building that in as we go along. Um, first topic is mine. Um, so it, again, the format uh, that we started nine years ago was each of us would bring three topics and then we would have a top three bottom three at the end we'll get to that at the end but we kind of go back and forth with topics and we uh we have tristan now as the host which we're excited to have somebody that actually knows what they're doing here um and he can kind of he's gonna lead us and guide us through these topics so the first one is mine um i want to talk a little bit right now we do have our nfl picks that we made last week um you know, we, we kind of did a practice episode and Tristan and I talked and I even checked in with Ray. Um, so we had what's going to be funny is we're going to make these picks and share them. And then a couple weeks later, you might download this podcast or you might download this podcast in August um, when right now it is the end of January. And all of that will lead to you laughing at how terrible we right. are at picking these games. Right. Um, I'll start off with Ray, who picked Buffalo. Um, yeah, I did. Tristan picked Buffalo. And both uh, uh, Buffalo lost to Cincinnati. Uh, who picked Cincinnati? <laughs> oh, that's okay. right. I did. Okay. Okay. I did. Um, just just recapping here. We all picked San Francisco. We were right there. Uh, Ray, how's that New York Giants pick working for you? Oh man. Oh boy. Oh boy. You know, I was trying to like, I was trying to be bold. I want to come on this first show, puff my chest out, yep. talk about my NFL knowledge. Yep. The nice thing is. Um, Mark and I have a little thing where we like to we do we do some low end sports betting right dollar here dollar there no big <laughs> deal. Um, this is in total alignment with my ability to to sports bet. Uh, I I I one percent win percentage and this just right there. Right yeah, there. I mean I think there's actually a, a decimal before the one for us, but uh, yeah, it's not good. Um, okay, so. Getting to it, Ray, you picked Kansas City losing to San Francisco in the Super Bowl. I did. Tristan, you picked Buffalo losing to San Francisco in the Super Bowl. Of course. And I picked Kansas City uh, beating San Francisco in the Super Bowl, which is a pick that I actually hate right now because of one high ankle sprain. By the way, Ray, I'm dealing with a high ankle sprain myself. I'm playing hurt here. You know, just want to do what's best for the team. And, you know, I'm about 58% today, but, um, you know, sometimes I got to put the team on my back and, and carry you guys um, as usual. I know that's what you're used to in our podcasting here. Wow. Shots fired. Did you, uh, did you hurt your ankle putting the cat outside? Or like, <laughs> you're going to hear about Ray's two kids and my hairless cats. Uh, so, uh, so we are going to uh, just just kind of – I'm looking at the Super Bowl picks, and I'm wondering where that green and white team from the East is. Um, and if we could go back and change them, is anybody picking Philly over San Francisco? Oh, man, that's super tough. As good as Philly looked this weekend, Ray, any thoughts on that? Are you holding to your yeah. guns? No, no. So here's the deal. Like, 
Um, nobody knows bad quarterbacking like I do. I was a, I was a subpar <laughs> oh, quarterback man. in high school. Um, and so the unfortunate part here is I got a, a bad read on this game because we have two good quarterbacks. Um, the real difference here, uh, I, I, I actually think, is, is what Philadelphia team is showing up, right? Um, we saw them basically stink for six straight weeks. We saw, uh, we saw Jalen Hurts go down with a shoulder injury. So I, it just depends on who's going to show up, where San Francisco just feels like they've been so much more consistent, albeit with Mr. Irrelevant Brock Purdy, uh, but they've been much more consistent than Philadelphia. So, no, I'm not going back and changing my pick at all. I'm all 49ers all the way. Well, what's funny to me is uh, you'll take any opportunity you can to talk about your old high school quarterbacking days (laughs) where you threw five completions and three of them were to the other team um, in one half. Is that fair? Uh, you undersold me. I four interceptions in one half. Four. Shout out to Trevor Lawrence. Uh, <laughs> and if you remember, Coach Mark sent me a wonderful text. I wasn't watching the Jaguars game, their first round win uh, against his own Chargers, in which Ugh. he said there's a very Moffat esque stat line going on right now. And I said, Ugh. what? I turned it on to see his fourth interception being thrown right at that moment. So I just want to shout out and say thanks for that, Coach Mark. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. Okay, so nobody's jumping on the Philly bandwagon. as the, Or I guess, Tristan, let me throw it to you real quick. Are you thinking about changing your uh, pick here from San Francisco, your beloved San Francisco 49ers, to Philly? Oh, man. I Nope. nope. I, I, I'm staying strong with that. Good. I believe – Purdy's got it. I I really do. I think he's a phenomenal player, but also who he's surrounded with. They're very supportive. So, you know, I think uh, he'll produce a little bit better. Yeah. But also they actually played in college. It was one of the best college games. I I was looking through it too. Yeah. Jalen and and, and Purdy. So um, Jalen played for Oklahoma, I believe, and uh, Purdy played for Iowa State. Yeah. And it was a 42-41. Barn burner. Yeah, yeah, it was. yeah. I remember that game. Yeah. It was insane, just back and forth, just touchdown, right. touchdown, touchdown. That's that's one of my favorite things about college. Um, and speaking of colleges, I'm not going to talk about football and uh, not look for an excuse to mention my Oregon Ducks. Um, one of my favorite plays in that 49er Dallas game was Eric Armstead, former Duck, pressuring uh, Dak Prescott into throwing a pick to former Duck Diamador Lenore. Lenore who uh who took it the other way for you know didn't get into the end zone but um you know both Oregon Duck players a lot of people jumping on the Oregon bandwagon and bandwagons is kind of what I want to talk about with this topic so okay. the question I have for you and for uh for Tristan here coach Ray is um I want you to call out your teams now let's get it established Let's talk about who our teams are so that going forward, it's not like, oh, yeah, by the way, I'm a Memphis Grizzlies fan, right? Like, right. <laughs> like you, you call them out now yeah. so that way yeah. you don't get that I get to go back and change it, and, and it's official, right. and it'll be on the record, first episode, everybody's getting to know us. Ray, do you want to start? I think I know where this is going to go. Oh, you know exactly where this is going to go. My fandom, uh, my love of sports uh, sits in one place to start, right? It's the crown jewel. I am a diehard Boston Celtics fan, number one team in the NBA right now, best record. Um, Mark knows that when the Celtics are good, I can't shut up. When the Celtics are bad, I can't shut up. That is the, the start and the end of my fandom. I'm sitting here looking at an incredible poster with Kevin McHale, Larry Bird, and uh, Robert Parrish, Chief. Uh, I, I am a through-and-through Celtics fan every day. Um, I have a large poster of Larry Bird in my office 
at work. Thank you very much. And so, uh, Mark, <laughs> I, I think you know that. Thanks for the love, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, I, the weird thing about the Larry Bird poster is it's just like his midsection. It's not his face isn't in it. It's just a weird. I don't know if you got like half of a full poster, but yeah, that's that's really odd. Uh, Tristan, I think I know where this is going, but your turn. We'll call out your team. Any sport? Who's your favorite team? Um, call them out, and we'll just take turns going through. See, I have to go football, so I have to go 49ers. Always been a big one. Um, me and my dad would always clash on the games. So, And what made you become a 49ers fan? Oh, this is because of my dad. Yeah. Oh, I was eight, right? And I hated when the Cardinals would win. I just didn't like it because he got super excited. He'd go screaming around the house, right? <laughs> so I was like, you know what? I'm going to be a rival. And I was like, I love the 49ers. Yeah. But at that time, they almost went to, um, they almost won the AFC championship that year. Okay. And a couple years after, they just tanked. They didn't yeah. win any games at all. And I was like, oh, man, why did I do this to myself? Yeah. But I've held strong. So, yeah. Um, so, so, Ray Beckham breaks, you know, cars and breaks things, and Tristan breaks his dad's heart being oh, a, a rival <laughs> fan. That's that mentality that you were talking about. Clearly. And I'm sorry, Mark, I didn't mention why I'm a Celtics fan. Oh, I'm God, here we go. Excellence. As you know, uh, I'm a big fan of 17 championships. I'm a big fan of. Okay, uh, yeah, we moved on. People are <laughs> not pretending that Minneapolis is the same as Los Angeles. Like People are turning off their radios right now, Ray. They're leaving the car. <laughs> okay. And then, and, go and ahead. then I do have to say that I share in your love of the Oregon Ducks. Not because I actually went to school there. They never accept me. Um, actually, uh, it's because I grew up outside of Eugene. So Okay, you so you're, gonna just, you're just going to rip the rug right under my... Uh, my little topic See, there. See, you're coding you right after. Yeah, you know, yeah. gaslighting me there. Um, yeah, I'm going to take the Oregon Ducks, and that's that's my alma mater. I grew up in Corvallis, Oregon, which is actually Oregon State Territory, um, and became a duck uh, by choice. This is uh, akin to growing up in Tucson and going to Arizona State out here. Clearly, you know which school is better, um, which school wins more, so that's the one you go to. Um so I'm going to take them. I'll take football, basketball, you know, volleyball. They have an acrobatic sport that they play. Esports <laughs> doesn't matter. I'm an Oregon Duck through and through, um, and and that's how it is. Ray, do you have your next team that you're going to call out? Oh, I'm sorry. We're gonna we're gonna go around. Obviously, I I already I added myself as a duck fan as well, even though I didn't go to school there. Which is always it's always a weird thing, right? Like especially when you have a quote unquote sexy school like Oregon that people just decide to jump on the bandwagon. Yeah. Right, right. It's almost like I feel bad because I am one of those people, yeah. right? I absolutely didn't go to school there. I went to literally every community college that surrounds uh, <laughs> Oregon, but I never went to school there. Mark, how do you feel about us leeches? that try to uh, grab on to, uh, to, to your school <laughs> and say that it's our own. You mean you didn't want to support the Lane Community College Titans? <laughs> how, first off, how dare you? Second, um, the Umzel Tritons, not great, not a great oh. football team. I don't even know if they have a football No, team. no, decent basketball. But, um, yeah, I, you know, if you're born in that area, I think it's okay uh, to be a fan of that, you know, that team. If you grew up going to the games, that kind of a thing. Um, but once you declare, it's the back and forth. That's a problem. Yeah. And I say this growing up in Corvallis and being an Oregon State Beaver fan for 17 years of my life and then switching over to being a Duck fan for now 21 years of my life. Um, it, it's, you know, once you make your call, you make your call. So um, I just don't like the, 
you know, the, whoever's winning. That's the worst bandwagon. Right. Like, I, hey, I like Duke because they won it, but this year Villanova's my team. And I'm diehard Villanova, and I have a jersey, and you're like, did, did, did you just buy that? Like, did that just come in the mail? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. And, and you talked about sort of growing up in hostile territory towards your allegiance now. The, the good thing is I grew up in Oregon, and everybody knows that Portland Blazers fans are the worst. They are the worst. Shout wow. out to Superfan Grant Hampton, who loves the Blazers. Wow. They suck. They always oh, suck. Whoa. I understand they wow. won in 1977. Congratulations. But uh, that's the hill I'm going to die on. Uh, Kevin Duckworth, shout out. That's it. Vitriol <laughs> and just alienating our fan base. Um, that's, that's <laughs> well, the, all the Portland fans are gone. Right? Yeah, well, have a good night. <laughs> uh, drive safely. If you're a Ducks fan and a Portland fan. No, yeah, you might. and he called out Kevin Duckworth. What is that? <laughs> I mean, what, would Terry Porter, Jerome Kersey, and Clyde Drexler busy, Ray? Why would you go straight to Duckworth? Uncle Cliffy, you I didn't am- want to call him out? Look, I am all about fifth option centers today um, <laughs> from the 1980s and 90s. So Mark Eaton, Kevin Duckworth. I mean, we're, Michael Cage is coming next. No. Let's just keep going. Let's just keep going. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, that we're, Tristan, uh, do you have another team that you want to call out that's your, your uh, fandom? See, if we're going colleges, um, when I was younger, I also hopped on the bandwagon of beautiful school yeah and i did ucla oh right university of corvallis lebanon and albany okay well that (laughs) definitely did not sound like (laughs) an oregon reference don't worry about it there's four people laughing right now and everybody on the radio is like what what right Um, yeah ucla okay go ahead talk Uh, about that how'd you get there they had a soccer team but also i wanted to get into um business and everything like that so looking at that school, I was like, oh, my gosh, it's so beautiful. Oh, man. Look at the school. Like, yeah. look, at it has a soccer team. Like, yeah. I really want to go to this school. They film movies there. It's like, right? it's amazing. Oh, it's amazing. It's yeah. beautiful over there. I know a player that that uh, that played there. Um, so one of the kids that I coached at a high school in San Diego, and I'll talk about him nonstop. Ray's talking about his Celtics and his kids. I might as well bring up this guy. Um, Norman Powell, who plays in the NBA now for the Clippers, um, is actually, I coached him in high school. He went to UCLA and played there for four really? years. So wow. kind of, uh, you know, a Bruins fan on the side, as long as they weren't playing my ducks, always cheering for Norman. Um, so that's going to be my second call out team is just whoever Norman's playing for. Um, <laughs> so he was with Amazing. the Raptors at first. He won a championship there. He was traded to the aforementioned Blazers. Um, not with Kevin Duckworth. He's not that old. But, um, yeah, we had uh, – he was there for, like, six months and then got traded to the Clippers, and I think he's loving life. So I'm going to claim the Norman team. I'm Team Norman, Ray. Is that acceptable? I think that's acceptable. Yeah, that's Friend cool. of the program, uh, oh, yeah. Norman Powell, he's, uh, he's called in before. If you remember, um, I was sitting in my basement. You were in, like, a uh, crappy spare bedroom, and Norman's like, oh, sorry, that's my waterfall next to my pool. Yeah, um, living the of, dream. Uh, there are some people on different levels moment for our uh, dueling coaches show. Yeah. So that's that. I mean, that was a big get for us. That was kind of the, the top of the mountaintop him and Pat Casey, who uh, nobody down here will also know, but um, yeah, we'll, we'll share some of those old clips out every once in a while. Cause we still have them um, in the archives, but I got Ray with the Celtics and ducks, Tristan with the Niners and UCLA. Um, also you wanted to, I remember you mentioned your soccer team, the yes. German soccer team, bring yes. them up. Baron Munich. Baron yes. Munich. Um, before he moved to Barcelona, Robert Lewandowski. 
That is my favorite player. That's your guy. Yes. Lewandowski. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. We call out Mark Eaton. You call out Robert Lewandowski. We'll see who knows more. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm struggling to Google that one. <laughs> Got an umlaut in there. <laughs> So, okay, well, great. So you've got Bayern Munich. Um, we'll get into more of the sports uh, right. team specifically as we go along. But that was my first topic just to kind of get uh, some of that set so that going forward we know who to tra- talk trash to about who. So if the yeah, Philadelphia Eagles win oh, this man. weekend, if you're listening to this and they already won, make sure and send Tristan a message and laugh in his face. Oh, uh, yeah. Let's not do that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> On to the next topic. Do you have one for us, uh, Coach Ray? Oh yeah, I, I'm I'm good. Um, just real quick, if Philadelphia does win, could someone just send me the seven dollars that I'm hoping to win? <laughs> uh, that would be super helpful. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, so here on the Dueling Coaches Show, we don't just talk about sports. We talk about a variety of topics. Of and course. Since we just went sporty sports sports for a while there. Uh, I'm going to switch gears a little bit. And the other important thing is when we talk about this format, that's important to remember, we bring these topics, but Coach Mark and I and and Tristan and I, we don't talk about these before. So we're going to ask each other questions, and we're just coming right off the top. So we cannot guarantee the quality of answers, (laughs) depth of thought. We, We guarantee none of that. So I was thinking about this the other day, and every now and then we meet somebody or we see someone on TV that are doing a job, right? They have an occupation, they have a vocation that I am 100% certain that I could do. I'd yeah. like right now, right. no training, no extra college. Like you just give it to me and I can do it. So like, the, like the starting cel- starting point guard for the Celtics? You could do that. Clearly could not do that job, but oh. I think I could, right? <laughs> this is about This is about irrational confidence and knowing that you could do it. So um, like – I want to know from the two of you, what is, what is that job that you look at there and see? And this is even better for Tristan, you know, early in his career. <laughs> right, like, right. I am certain that I can do that job today, right now. Mark, I'm going to put you on the spot because it's my favorite thing to do. What is it that you think you can do right now? Well, first of all, I think it's funny because in, as I'm getting old, um, as I've been old, um, that irrational confidence is starting to go down. Um, but there is some areas where I have experience, you know, like I'm starting to learn that I, I, I can't just run down hills without separating my shoulder. I can't, yeah, uh, you know, yeah. you, you know, there's certain limitations that you have and you start to slow down um, when you get as old as, as Coach Ray and I are. Um, but I think that the one real profession that I've seen on TV that I'm like, I can do that is, um, you know, you, you, and my wife is really into these shows. That's why it's funny. Uh, you know, you get like the the home renovation shows. Like I could knock down oh, the wall. I could. Right. I know that you know studs are sixteen inch on center. I could hang some drywall and turn you know a little shiplap and turn this place into you know I I could do all that. And you know I've I have a table saw and I've got a couple of drills and um, a sledgehammer here or there. I could you know the piece of cake. You could throw throw a whole house together. Why not? You know let's let's buy a fixer upper. We've got a couple hundred grand we could borrow <laughs> from the bank. I'll put up raise children as collateral. And, you know, why don't we just – it's a project and we'll make so much money. You know, I it, highly irrational, but I'm right there. I could handle that. I love it. So are you saying that you would be a house flipper or you would be the actual contractor? Or are you saying both? Oh, I'm Chip Gaines. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And for those of you who don't know what Chip Gaines is, he's the yeah, one right. – uh, Fixer Upper is a show that uh, that swept our age group, especially during the pandemic because everybody was at home and like, oh, I want to do some projects. Um, and Chip Gaines is the one that makes us all look bad. 
He, his <laughs> wife is like the designer, and then he comes in and demos and takes out the walls and hangs the you know the oh we got to run a, a beam across here and um, you know run new floor joists and he fixes everything. He's a he's an everything kind of carpenter. So you know that, oh, I don't think that that's hard. Coach Mark, I love this because. I guarantee you, if you don't know who Chip Gaines and the Fixer Upper Grew is, there's no chance you're turning on the radio on Saturday mornings to listen. Oh to yeah, <laughs> yeah. this is <laughs> this is you for letting people know what that what they are. Yeah, now introducing our next show, which will be on directly following this, which is uh, Fix This House, <laughs> where we'll take <laughs> your phone it. calls and. and how, about you, how about you? Uh, where does your irrational confidence lie? See. I also think of construction as well. There you go. You, if you have a group of people, you yeah. can't go wrong. Yeah. Right? There you go. But also, every time, too, I think about, oh, man, I can make it to the pros easy for soccer. Oh, man, it's it's yeah. easy in America. It's a little bit easier in America. If When I see, like, the German leagues and stuff like that, then I'm kind of like, yeah, I'd be benched for life. <laughs> but <laughs> these American leagues, I feel like, oh, man, I can, I can hang with them. I always think about that, like, all the time. And that's not even the profession I really want to go into. I want to go into like uh, sports broadcasting and even yeah. podcasting like we're doing now. Yeah, yeah absolutely. What, what about uh, you, Ray? What do you think? You brought this topic oh, I up. I got that. Before I start, though, famous last words from Tristan. You right. can't go wrong. Right? Can't. <laughs> yeah. How many times have you said that? Coach? <laughs> yeah, it's called irrational confidence. That's what you brought up with the topic. I love it. That's exactly right. So, um, so I had two of them, but one of them is lame. So I'm not going to talk about because I'm pretty sure any of us could be a member of Congress. Um, <laughs> oh my! You're already okay. Oh first man. episode, we're already throwing out politics. All right, love oh it, man. <laughs> okay, but 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 I am a hundred percent certain that today I could be a detective. Like I absolutely oh. could solve crime. I could solve mysteries. I could solve wow. murders. Not only do I like to watch all of those Dateline shows and yeah. everything else. But I do a fair bit. You know, I'm an HR uh, professional. So while most of my in- investigations involve, like, what happened in the parking lot or, like, who took a dump in the urinal, I absolutely <laughs> understand the investigative process. And I'm certain, I am certain that I could get there. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if, if you were interested in starting that profession, we got a criminal justice program here that right. could, uh, yeah, we, we'll have you set up a conversation with one of our instructors here who was a, an FBI agent for 12 years and the other one that was a homicide detective in the Phoenix area. And we'll get you, uh, we'll get you a little dose of reality there. Right. Um, the, the I, other one that came, oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, no. I was going to say, I promise you, like I've worked with the type before I work with my loss prevention friends, like all the time. I'm telling you right now, I could solve, I could, I could crack a big case tomorrow. Anyway, but I would, <laughs> FBI, former FBI agent, you got to get them on this show. I have questions. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll see if he's got time to step away. Um, I kind of <laughs> doubt it at this point. Nor would he want to talk a <laughs> couple of goobers like us. But um, the other one that came to mind as you were talking about that, just because of um, the public speaking side and what I have to do um, as a recruiter was stand-up comedian. Oh. Oh. Right? Like, I think that it would take a couple of years. That's scary. Where you put in the time and you got to ham and egg it for a while where you're, you know, floating around and, and broke, basically. But I, <laughs> I, I feel like that's something that I could be good at. Yeah, I, I love that you brought that up because mine's a very specific one. I don't know if I could be a stand-up comedian, but I know I could do a roast. 
Yeah. And a uh, little background here, quick background on Coach Ray. I went ahead and married my wife uh, in a courthouse. Uh, never really had a, a wedding ceremony. And so there have been a couple of times that uh, my wife has threatened to make us go through a ceremony. And so my goal here is if I ever have a rehearsal dinner, dinner, I actually want it to be a roast. You know, oh. I want all my friends there. I want to roast Coach Mark. I be want careful. To roast all the people in my <laughs> life. Um, so anyway, yeah, I, I think I could do that. So Careful what you wish for there, Ray. I'm going to tell you right now, it's not going to be pretty. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I I've definitely, I, I think that that kind of, I mean, a roast is like what you get three minutes or whatever. So you get a couple zingers yep. in, a couple good stories. Um, yeah, you know, holding the attention of an audience, which clearly we've captivated the greater metropolitan Phoenix area um, with this first show here. I, I think that we could do that. I just don't, you know, do you have the time? And, you know, there's other other aspects of it. It's not because we're not good enough or, you know, that's a, a real talent and a skill that we don't have. It's really just time. Right. Yeah, the ability to write jokes that don't suck is definitely a skill set. <laughs> what are you trying to say? <laughs> I'm pretty good at it. Yeah. I don't know. But I'm pretty good. Oh, no, I'm sorry. You said don't suck. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. no, no. That's hard. Yeah. That's pretty hard. Yeah. But you can just listen to other people and just say what they say. That's right. that's kind of the way to go. To steal their material. <laughs> right. All right. So we have a couple of contractors. Tell you what. Hey, uh, dueling coaches contract. And go ahead and give us a call. We'll yeah. uh, stop by, redo your bathroom. Yeah. Uh, you know, right. it'll be a nice little source of income for us. Uh, yeah. But I appreciate that, guys. That's, that's the end of my topic. Back to you, uh, back to you, Tristan. Yeah, great on the demo side. We can, de- de- you know, do the demolition <laughs> on anything. Put it back together. That's not really our department. Yeah, of course. So you have another topic for us, Coach. I do, I do. So we kind of got into the origin story a little bit of the what we used to call the DCP for the Dueling Coaches podcast, now the Dueling Coaches show. But we might still refer to it as the DCP just because – you know, hard to teach old Clean. dogs new tricks. Um, yep. So, Ray, you know, we originally started this, gosh, nine years ago. I was actually looking on the old Facebook page there. There are posts from nine years ago back in 2014 um, from our different, you know, adventures and um, debauchery and, and madness and chaos. Um, so kind of how it started was uh, you and I would just call each other randomly during a sporting event or after a sporting event and kind of talk about sports. And after a while, we would kind of got to the point where it was like, man, we should just record this and, and put it out there. This is fun. Um, so having been nine years and you being in HR, um, this is something that we've been meaning to do for a while, but uh, have never gotten around to it. And, uh, you know, I think it's important with this reboot um, to kind of get an idea of where we stand. Um, and Ray, I think it's time for your performance review. <laughs> oh, I thought we were about to sign like an anti-harassment uh, policy <laughs> or something, but okay. Oh, we yeah, have those as well. We have those as well. Those will be mailed to you uh, in triplicate. Please sign, <laughs> keep one, send one to Congress, and then we'll take the third. Um, so just want to see what your opinions are, and then we can kind of compare them to our opinions and uh, hopefully we can come to a consensus here. Is that okay with you? Oh, that's great. This is this is such a this is such an HR move here. Uh, as someone <laughs> who's been in the biz for over a decade, you always when 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 delivering a performance review, you always let them talk first, and then you note different words that they say, and then you absolutely will use their words against you. So this is great tactic. Yeah, uh, and so step into the office and close the door if you don't mind. Um, <laughs> So what, what exactly, how would you grade yourself? Let's just do letter grades, just kind of, you know, because it is a school. 
What would you yeah. grade yourself on communication and scheduling? Oh, <laughs> well, communication we were okay on. Like we're a D and then <laughs> scheduling is a D. So you combine those two and you know what? Like most of my college career, I got to see my friend. Um, so yeah, we thought a D plus, <laughs> so we're not out of the ballpark. But um, I have to say we're a little disappointed in the changing of the schedule constantly and everybody kind of going around you and what you need and, oh, I have kids. Yeah, we understand. Um, okay, so, so let's... Let's go ahead and uh, and see what you think about um, content creation and response creativity. What what grade would you give yourself on those two topics? Oh, I love this. Uh, first off, I d- I do want to agree that um, it took all of one episode for me to start messing with the schedule and saying, <laughs> "Could everyone please bow to me? I am a prima donna." And, oh wow! <laughs> uh, I need uh, I need X, Y, and Z. So thank you all for for uh, taping this a day early. Um, content creation. I think I'm an A plus. Not gonna lie. I think uh, mm. I think I'm bringing the heat. I think if I didn't bring good content all the time, I'd probably get fired because of what we just talked about. Um. Well, that, that's interesting that you think that. Um. Okay. Do you have any uh, any thoughts on response creativity? <laughs> response creative. I don't even know what that is. That responding because <laughs> I'm probably a D minus. Right oh, you, so you're not sure about response creativity. So you haven't been keeping up with our goals. All right. Good to know. Um, <laughs> professionalism, Ray. What what grade would you give yourself on professionalism? Oh man, that's a solid F. Um, that's, uh, <laughs> that's not a of mine. Uh, we talk about uh, strengths and opportunities. It's a big opportunity for me. Um, also, just a just a quick aside. If you're ever in a in a performance review and somebody says, "Well, it's interesting that you think that," that's a bad thing. I just want everyone to know that. That's not good. Okay, so uh, I heard F. Um, we might happen to agree there. Um, okay. And then lastly, uh, and one of the most important for our purposes is, uh, attitude and culture contribution. How would you grade yourself on that? Oh, a plus plus. I am. I, uh, this show is all about a lack of preparation, um, working (laughs) off the hip and, uh, just bringing the people what they want. And, uh, there's no, there's nobody that personifies those three things better than me. 100%. 100%. We we totally agree. Uh, you can't, we don't prepare for this. There's no sharing of topics. It makes it more fun that way. Um, and, and the reactions of uh, hearing the topic for the first time. I do have to confess, however, I did tell Ray last night on the phone that I was going to be a little bit mean to him in this episode. Um, and I felt a little bit bad in advance that I was going to grill him about a performance review. Um, but I think he understands that it's for comedy's sake. I just, I care about him as a friend. So I didn't want that to, you know, hit wrong and him to think that I was being serious. But yeah, so the, well played. That was my topic. Uh, just your performance review. Wanted you to feel what it was like on the other side of those, Ray, because I know you give a lot of them. I don't know if you get a lot of them. I do. I do get them from time to time. Here's a lesson, and uh, here's one of many times. Tristan, you're going to want to you're going to want to write this down. Uh, <laughs> uh, I already got my pen. Self awareness is so incredibly important. Uh, you you literally like you have to know what you suck at and just embrace it. Um, and uh, that will help you whether you're early in your career, late in your career, whatever it is. And it'll certainly help you on a performance review, as you just saw, boys and girls. So, so Coach Ray, we're going to give you the last topic of today. What would your topic be? 
Oh, this is a good one. Um, okay, good. Um, again, uh, I'm going to go away from sports just because, you know, we're Renaissance men here. And I want people to know that we have a lot of thoughts and we have a lot of feelings. So sorry to go negative on this one, uh, Coach Mark, but I really, you know, we just gave Tristan an A-plus piece of advice. So I'm going to go the opposite. I want to know what's the worst piece of advice that you've ever gotten in your life. I mean, you get bonus points if you actually <laughs> did it. Right, and it became a disaster. But I really just want to know, and Tristan, I'm curious from you as well. Um, worst piece of advice you've ever gotten in your life? Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, that, I'm struggling to think of it, but right. I, I am glad that um, you know we already got to introduce our segment called "Advice You Didn't Ask For" with Coach Moffitt and Coach McCann. Um, <laughs> that that's going to be a common thread throughout this uh, this show because we're going to give a lot of advice to these young bucks around here. And uh, he's going to tell you to write stuff down you really don't have. Maybe that was the worst advice I've ever heard was telling Tristan to write. <laughs> I was about to say this, this is starting to be a motivational yeah, no. show. <laughs> um, so the, wor- the worst advice I've ever gotten um, might have been up on a, on a hill in Park City when it when I saw a 26-year-old George Saxon run down this, this steep embankment. And everybody's looking at me like, oh, we could do that. Um, that, that cost me quite a bit. Uh, I, okay, look at, look, we got to call you to the carpet on this one. Yeah. I'm sorry. Nobody looked at you. Nobody. And said, we can do that. That was all in my head. <laughs> at everybody else to be clear. That, that was all in my head. Okay, good. That's good to know. Cause that's, uh, you know, revisionist history. Now you're changing the, the facts, but no, go ahead. You're right. Um, but I think maybe so advice I gave myself there. Um, no, the, I think, gosh, the worst advice I ever got. Um, man, you know, I, I, I try to think of, um, different coaches that I've had. I've been, you know, screamed at till the sun went down. Uh, but that wasn't really advice. That was more just telling me I'm stupid. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Ray, do you want to lead us off and kind of get the, right, yeah. the thought process yeah. rolling a little bit? Obviously, because it's my topic, I've had some time to think about it. And uh, I've gotten some bad advice over the years. Like, I got some really bad advice. I'm going to give you a very specific one here. Um, when I was 17, 18 years old, uh, back in the – I mean, Tristan remembers. It was like two years ago for him. Uh, I was going <laughs> to do with my life. I was trying to figure out which of the community colleges I was going to go to because there's not a single, you know, four-year school that was going to accept me based on uh, my lack of effort in, in high school. And I'm trying to figure out what I was going to do. And you have to know this. Like, I love my father. I do. I really love my father. Shout out Ray Moffat Sr., 81 years of age, living up in Washington. But he pulled me aside and said, I've been thinking a lot about what you should do with your life, and I think I have the answer. And you have to remember, like, this is not a conversation that my dad and I have often. It's not like we're talking about, like, life and all that stuff. And I go, oh, okay, this should be interesting. My father's advice is that I needed to borrow $5,000 from the bank. Never mind that there's, not a, there's no collateral in my life worth more than $5. But he thinks I should borrow $5,000 from the bank, and I should buy a mobile home. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, what? man. <laughs> he said, look, you're going to be going to school, and you want to invest in something. And so his idea was that I invest in a mobile home that was worth $5,000. Now, needless to say, I did not take this advice. Um, I love you, Dad. Uh, my father has now lived in, since lived in four different mobile homes. It's advice he took himself. So, hey, there you uh, go. Just yeah. for him. Practice what right. you preach. So one came to mind that did, that did jog a little bit of my memory. Um, 
it was that time for me as well. I think I was 18. Um, back in college, um, there was a deal at the local piercing and tattoo parlor yeah. where uh, it was October 10th. So that's 10-10 and all piercings were $10. And this isn't going to be as bad as it sounds. I know you guys are thinking all this weird stuff. But I had a friend tell me like, yeah, you'd look good with earrings, man. You should get them. They're cool. And there were other friends that I had that were wearing earrings. And I was like, oh, sure, why not? So I get these two holes in my ears and <laughs> thought that I looked cool for about a month. And then I was like, what did I do? Like, you know, those fads that kind of don't go away. Um, yeah, that was. Oh, no, that's so, that's so weird you say that, Coach Mark. My third topic, if we ever got to it, was hoops or studs in your ears. Oh, okay, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> No, no, not a lot of studs going on back then for me. Uh, okay. Not a lot of hoops either. What about you, Tristan? Anything coming up? See, I'm with a bunch of kids in my uh, my time at my school, uh, and I don't listen to anything they say. <laughs> That's the best <laughs> advice you can get. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm going to be really honest. Um, I hear some advice that they have, and I'm like, wow, I don't like that advice. Yeah. Um, just different things like, oh, date a whole bunch of girls. You'll be a cool guy or, or dumb little high school stuff, right? <laughs> buy Bitcoin. Yeah. 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 My friend's like, yeah, buy a thousand dollar Bitcoin. I was like, where am I going to get the thousand dollars? Yeah. Am I going to get that money back? Yeah. Different things like that where I'm like, man, I'm not listening. And and the teachers, I, I do listen to them uh, all the time because honestly, you don't know um, what's right and, or wrong now right. nowadays. Um, your parents tell you one thing, then your teacher will tell you another thing. Yeah. So you just compare both of them. So right now, I'm not really at the status to be like, man, that was dumb advice going into my adulthood. You don't. Yeah. I'm you like, don't have the perspective now right, to look back. Right. And right. go, oh, okay. Well, that. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. So uh, uh, that's you guys an are old going man's back. Topic. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> We're going back to your time. <laughs> yeah, I'm so here. We'll laugh at this in ten years, right? He can listen back and go, oh yeah, I remember all that bad advice that I've got throughout my time. <laughs> I can't wait for the uh, Tristan podcast a decade from now where he's now citing this as his own topic of getting back. Right, and then I'm like, the worst advice I got was to tell to be written down self-awareness right <laughs> yeah right like, i got this advice from these old guys they're they've since passed away but uh <laughs> their ideas are no longer relevant anyway um okay so yeah that's the earrings for me a mobile home for it sounds like we're uh we're starting back in lowell <laughs> that's exactly right yeah uh tristan speaking of which if you had a minute i was going to talk to you about the uh burgeoning market of mobile home right, okay out. here we go Tristan, get up yep, yep. Tristan, next all right topic. so this is this is gonna end it for us thank you ray for uh the last topic um you can check us out at dueling coaches on instagram Facebook.com slash dueling coaches. I, I did have a top three, bottom three, but we are short on time. So we're going to save that for next time. Um, it wasn't that great of a topic anyway, so you're not missing anything. <laughs> and we'll, we'll work on it and get better for next time like we always do. Dueling Coaches Show. I'm Tristan Bryant, your host. Tune in with your weekly favorite dueling coaches featuring Coach Mark and Coach Ray. We look forward to having you every week on Saturdays from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. on 88.7 The Pulse. And of course, let us know what you think from any funny topics to anything that caught your ears. Enlighten us through our Instagram at Dueling Coaches and go to our podcast at 887thepulse.com to find our podcast and listen live.